If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey everybody, welcome back to Double Your Sales Now. Super excited about our guest today. I have the amazing Betsy berkemer Crudere and Wendy Porter, and we're gonna be discussing how to play the corporate board game and win. I guarantee this is one that you're gonna to wanna to take a lot of notes, so make sure you have that pen and paper out. And I just wanna say hello to Betsy. Thank you for being on the show and Wendy as well, so welcome. Delighted to be here. Thanks, Ursula. My pleasure. Wendy, excited to have you back. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. So it's an exciting time uh, for 2020 Women on Boards. We'll be talking about that as well. And my connection with Betsy. Betsy and I can now say we go way back. We served together in Nauvoo, California. And Betsy's just been a great mentor and supporter of not only me, but so many women that I know and so many women across the world now. So we'll talk about that. Before we get into it, I just want to say thank you to our listeners all over the world. Right now, especially our listeners in Belgium, whoever is listening out there, thank you. You keep driving us up to number one in marketing. So that's fantastic. We're really grateful. And to our listeners everywhere, we appreciate it. If you have a topic that you'd like to share with us or you'd like me to talk about, you can email us at contact at salescoachnow, and I'd love to share it with our listeners. If you haven't yet, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. We have a quick PDF for you to download. It's about doubling your sales right now, and I think we could all use a bit of a lift, so definitely make sure you get that, salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. Finally, if you haven't left us a review yet, we'd love to have that. You can go to iTunes, let everyone know what you think about the show, and then come back to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway, and we have a special gift for you there as well. With that, I'm super excited to introduce our special guest today, um, Betsy Berkmer Crudere. In January 2018, Betsy became national CEO of 2020 Women on Boards. For six years, she had been the co-chair of the Los Angeles Orange County 2020 Women on Board National Conversation on Board Diversity event, along with Renee Frazier. She's also, also the author of two books, The Board Game, How Smart Women Become Corporate Directors, and Winning the Board Game, How Women Directors Make the Difference. 
Since 1994, she has co-owned Berkmer Clayton Inc. Retained Executive Search. She previously built and sold one of the largest independent public relations firms in Southern California. She and her business partner, Fred Clayton, pioneered diversity searches for senior management and corporate boards of brand name corporations, universities, and large nonprofits. A CEO of many companies and now, of course, 2020 women on board. So Betsy, super excited to have you here today. And also, many of you remember Wendy Porter. I had her on the show a few months ago. And this is such a great example of, of how networking really works and how Betsy and I have been connected and I, I brought Wendy into the fold of 2020 Women on Boards. So definitely go back and listen to um, Wendy's podcast when you have a chance. She talked about a lot about virtual events, what's happening in the pandemic, and how you can still have a successful event. And Wendy is also uh, my co-chair of 2020 Women on Boards here in Minneapolis. So at the end, she'll be talking about that as well. So I know you're here to you're here to listen and learn more about um, really how to continue to make things happen even during this very interesting time of the pandemic. So I hope today's show really uplifts you. So with that, Betsy. <laughs> I'm excited to hear your story in your own words. I mean, I've known you for a long time, but I don't know that I've I've heard the whole story. So. In a, in a short amount of time, tell us your story and when you launched your first business, maybe even some of the limiting beliefs that you've had and how you've catapulted yourself into the CEO and the mentor of CEOs that you are today. That might take a few hours, Ursula, but I'll try to, uh, I'll try to edit down and just give you some of the highlights because your tips on selling how to double your sales uh, has been even helpful to me over the years. And uh, for all of your listeners, I say that uh, Ursula is the, the guru at, of uh, business development and new ideas and new energy. And sometimes for all of us who are in sales, because when you own your own company, you're in sales, whether you like it or not. And uh, for all of us who are in sales, uh, we need those spark plugs. We need those uh, to be reignited every once in a while because we get tired of selling the same old thing, you know. But uh, there are always new and creative ways to do things, and Ursula is just, you know, uh, just a, a wealth of knowledge. Excuse me. So, in in my history, I started my first company back in the '70s when not many women were starting companies, and I, the reason I started a public relations firm was because I couldn't find a job. That's when, that's when a lot of us start, uh, a lot of us women start our own businesses. Even now during the pandemic, when you can't find a job or et cetera, start your own company and see if you can start to make sales. And so uh, I had previously worked with, um, uh, I had previously been a newspaper reporter and also worked with uh, Disney Studios, handling publicity for them around the country. And so I figured, well, I have started a PR firm because that was the only thing I knew. And then I was able to, uh, sell enough corporate clients, small clients, starting with, uh, you know, um, uh, retailers. <laughs> I wish I had, you know, stayed in that business sometimes because one of my clients was at the very beginning of Pottery Barn uh, way back then. And of course, uh, different ownership, but I could have stayed with them and maybe made a fortune. Who knows? I think I missed making a fortune many times in my life. And, uh, but uh, listen, as an entrepreneur, doesn't matter because being an entrepreneur is the fountain of youth and you can always make some money. You can make enough money to live. So it um, uh, doesn't matter if you don't make a fortune. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but selling is the key. Networking is the key to selling. 
And uh, that's how I built the PR firm from the early 70s into the late 80s into the largest independent PR firm in Los Angeles. And then we sold it to uh, Golan Harris in Chicago. And then I launched the uh, retained executive search firm. And I, I learned early on that networking was the key to sales. And of course, even now when we can't get out uh, into networking events, whether it's a chamber of commerce or uh, the local trade association, uh, anything that might where there might be um, potential clients, you can still call people up. <laughs> you can still email them from your office. Welcome to my office. All of my employees are working from their homes just like you are. And so things are greatly different. But it's also different for the people whom you're, you're touching base with, you, you've met or you haven't met. And reaching out by email and then establishing a call is, is indeed networking. And Ursula uh, always has good ideas for doubling those efforts. And um, I, I think I could call upon a few of those ideas right now, Ursula. But then uh, uh, back, in, interestingly enough, that uh, especially those of you who are entrepreneurs might not know this, um, back in the 70s, in order for a woman to have a bank account, she had to have her husband's name on the bank account. I had to have, I had a bank account for a business that is. And I had to have my banker's name on the bank account with me. And also a woman could not get a loan without a male cosigner. Didn't have to be a relative, ideally a husband. I didn't have a husband. So uh, I had to, this was great for dating because I met a few men who I asked to be on my bank account with me in order to uh, have a business bank account for my starting my PR firm. This was 1973 women, that recently. And then the worst thing was that banks would not give a loan, even 2,500 bucks would not give a loan unless a woman signed a letter saying that she would not have a baby until the loan was paid off. You had to sign that in order to get a loan. Now, the, it sounds so uh, ridiculous now and draconian, et cetera, but that's only 40 years ago, maybe a little bit more <laughs> at any rate. Uh, know how lucky we are now. And that's because of NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners back in 1976 got together in Washington, DC and said that is ridiculous and we want women to have the Equal Credit and Fair Credit Act. And that's what uh, they were able to get passed in, uh, in Washington so that all of us women entrepreneurs can have your own bank account and you don't have to sign a ridiculous uh, letter about being pregnant or not being pregnant until it's paid off. Then I started the executive search firm in, um, in, uh, in the 90s, and uh, it has been very um, successful, but just started with my partner and me, started making calls. Also interesting, my bank uh, that I had been with for a while, like 15 years, uh, would not give me a loan to start that business because I was moving into a new business that I knew nothing about. And they say, well, you don't know any, you don't know a lot about public relations, but you don't know anything about executive search. So I brought in a male partner who knew a lot about executive search. He came out of that career um, and that helped. But isn't that interesting that I couldn't get a loan on my own to get started? Yeah. So that was in the 90s, women. And now, now things are still greatly different. So with the executive search firm, Berkmer Clayton in Los Angeles, we do senior management searches. Ursula mentioned, 
on an exclusive basis working for the companies who hire us to find a specific candidates for a specific role. And then we do board searches, primarily uh, handling searches for corporations that um, uh, may or may not want women or people of color, and we bring women and people of color into those searches. So that's what I do for a living, and still networking is the key to building the business. Networking and sales, email outreach, and phone calls, and of course, uh, uh, LinkedIn is a help. Huge yeah. help. And that's, that's, that's how I built the business, and it can be done. It can be done multiple times over. And I want to unpack this really quickly because you shared so much in a short amount of time. First of all, unbelievable that it wasn't that long ago that, you know, women couldn't get loans without a signature from a male. I mean, it's just it's shocking. And I, I didn't know the part about having a baby. I didn't know about that. Wow. And I'm sure a lot of women don't know. And probably a lot of men don't know. And, and still you persevered, you kept going, you, you figured it out. And there's one thing, you know, I remember when I, I don't know if Wendy remembers this, but when I called Wendy up and I said, Hey, there's, <laughs> I, I want to, um, I'm looking for a co-chair. I'd love for you to serve. And I was telling her about you and you're, you're just one of the most well-networked people that I think I I've ever met. And the reason I wanted to share that with all of our listeners is because there's networking and then there's Betsy style networking. And those are two very different things because I think we can, we all do a lot of networking, but how intentional is it? And how do you grow your network and how do you keep in touch with people? You are an expert, a master at connecting and really making people just feel good about who they are and what they're up to in the world. And then that call comes. So when the call comes, from Betsy, you just do what Betsy tells you to do. You don't even question it because you're such a- I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what you more confidence than I knew. <laughs> you, you really do because um, we've heard it from multiple people in our circle. So we appreciate you and everything that you do, but you're a great model for what networking really is. And for our listeners to be thinking about really networking at a higher level, like who do you, who's in your circle? Who do you want to be connected with? And building that, continuing to build that network, especially now in the pandemic. I can tell you, Betsy and Wendy, I mean, I think about the network and the people who reached out to me in the pandemic, and they're my Navo sisters. They're um, connections I made years ago that are still strong to this day. So being involved in your local association or your national association is also just as important. So many things that I want to talk about. I there's a lot happening in the world today. Clearly we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And I remember when Wendy and I took on this opportunity to be co-chairs for 2020 Women on Boards, at least when I started, we, we didn't know the pandemic was coming or what was going to happen. Right. And so I've watched you and the leaders on your team and 2020 Women on Boards really refine, refocus and you know shift everything that's happening. So walk us through that. Like, I mean, you could have said, you know, we're not doing it this year, but you didn't, you made the shift. Talk a little bit about what went into that and what you've had to do to shift on an international level to still make this event happen with thousands of people now coming from all over the world. Well, um, 2020 Women on Boards, as I'm sure you've heard from Wendy and Ursula, is the campaign, it's a public awareness campaign to educate women about how to get themselves on corporate boards and to develop uh, networks at least so women can see CEOs and directors on panels and leading breakout sessions in our events. So it, it gives a personal connection to women without much that they have to worry about doing. They can either participate or not. But uh, so women start to see and learn 
about what serving on corporate boards is all about later in one's career. So um, with the events traditionally for the last 10 years, because this is the 10th anniversary of 2020 Women on Boards, the organization has uh, staged events in different cities in person, of course, and uh, a lot of live networking there in the in-person events and uh, workshops during the year. Well, we switched as of March to virtual and um, we're doing 30 events this year, including Minneapolis, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, and three international, four international cities, London, Madrid, Zurich, and Mexico City, all of which you can find on our website, 2020wob.com. And this is called the Global Conversation on Board Diversity. There are two parts to every ticket, and that uh, includes on November 12th, which is yikes, it's only right around the corner. Uh, November 12th is the Global Conversation, where we have Melinda Gates and we have Brian Moynihan, who's the CEO of Bank of America. We have Martin South, who's the US president of Marsh Insurance. They own Mercer as well. And we have Valerie Jarrett and Melody Hobson. And we have Susan Keating, who's head of Women Corporate Directors. And we have Ron Williams, who is on the, the uh, American Express Board, uh, Boeing and Johnson & Johnson. And we're talking a great deal about diversity on corporate boards now, men and women of color who are being sought for corporate boards. And the experience that uh, women have around the world we're reporting on um, how different countries are bringing more women onto their corporate boards. Some have mandates, uh, like we here in the state of California. Uh, some are just doing it voluntarily. What we have found by this uh, global report, however, is that those countries and our state, California, that have, um, where I'm based, of course, uh, um, that have mandates, do much better certainly in adding women to corporate boards. And I'll tell you more about the California uh, law if you're interested. Uh, but the, the, the momentum, we just couldn't stop because it would be easy for companies to say, gee, you know, we, we gotta, we're dealing with a pandem pandemic, we're dealing with racial inequities, we have other business crises that this is all brought about. We don't have time to worry about women on board. Well, our, our focus is that, uh, gee, we can't let this slide. We can't let our issue be uh, swept under the carpet um, because of all these other very important issues, clearly. But having women on boards helps companies get through crises and helps companies deal with the business uh, side of uh, uh, these crises. In fact, the theme for our local events is uh, women directors during times of crises. And it's, we're going to be talking about in every city what, what women do and the way women think, the way women approach crises. And this is an asset for women who uh, would like to someday serve on corporate boards. So long story there, but um, I'm, I'm very pleased with the results that we're, we're generating, that women are around the country and around the world are far more aware. That's what we care about, just far more aware of, uh, of the importance of their serving on corporate boards or if they don't have the corporate experience, it could be their daughter, it could be their mother, other people and other women in their circles whom they can encourage just by simply talking about this issue. And it's an issue that uh, is gonna keep on building, the momentum is building until we get to gender balance.
I mean, why should we only be 22%, which is the the statistic we announced last 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 week nationwide for the 20 for the Russell 3000 companies in the US, 22.6%, which is the highest we've ever been in the Russell 3000. So yeah. why should it be there? We'll just, I mean, women are more than 50% of the population, well more than 50% of the MBA and the law school graduates. So women should be populating all corporate boards. So that's our goal. Yes. Awesome. And statistically, corporate boards and companies tend to do better when they have more women on the corp on their corporate board. So it's a win-win. Given that we're in this time of the pandemic, the event is virtual, things have shifted. And yet I keep hearing, you know, networking, I keep hearing, keep hearing LinkedIn, a couple of things that I think you use very well. But what would you say are the top two strategies that you and other cities have used for outreach during this time? Because I think a lot of small business owners would love some inspiration. They want to hear that organizations are still doing well, that people are still doing things. So Betsy, could you talk a little bit about the two sales strategies that you think are working best right now? I think you know, yeah. definitely uh, the two are, are continual networking through um, whatever tools you have, email and the phone, believe it or not. And um, you know, people don't expect calls anymore. But so that's a good time to call. I know that I answer my phone. Sometimes I shouldn't, right? but phones and um, and email and and requesting uh, meetings. I, I, you know, my my uh, Outlook calendar is my friend now. I used to hate it, but now I can't live without it. Just can't live without it. And uh, then the other is defining for yourself or starting to think about how you are going to uh, get yourself on corporate boards later on in your career. Um, the, the age where you should be thinking about this is certainly in your 30s and 40s, getting onto nonprofit boards so you can network with people who serve on boards. And then they'll know you, they'll get to know you because corporate boards are built on relationships of trust and they're very, board searches are very, very confidential. There's never a list. There's never an application. There's never an announcement that some company is looking for a board member. No, very, very held very close to the vest. So you need to be on the list of potential candidates. And you do that by getting to know people through nonprofit organizations or through serving on, excuse me, government commissions or by other avenues of, of meeting them through business. Or you could also, interestingly enough, with the law in California, 200 women got onto corporate boards last year because of the law. The law required one woman on every public company board in the state of California in the year 2019, and now two more, or at least a minimum of three women on every public company board by the end of 21. And that means, there were 200 were, were put on physically and added to boards last year and 600 more women will be added to California companies this coming year. Yeah. And uh, so that's women from all over the country. It doesn't have to be just California women, but for women all over the country, if you know a CEO in California of a public company or you know directors, definitely send them your letter, your background, why you'd like to be on their corporate board. and. It may not be now, maybe it'll be the next uh, position that they have open. But rather than hiring search firms, most companies last year just used their own network to find the women candidates. And they those, those networks included their banker, their attorney, 
and their CPA, not search firms. So letting your banker and your attorney and your CPA know that you're looking to serve on a corporate board is certainly a good strategy for you in whatever state you are. I'm sure Wendy, Wendy uh, has run into this as well, how to, how to be networking among people you already know and not think of this as a, uh, as a, as a huge project. Yes. Yeah, Wendy and I, I had the, pl the pleasure and the privilege of attending the course on getting on boards that you and your um, leadership team um, host. And it's a phenomenal class. We're going to put that in the show notes as well, because I think you simplify the process. And for a lot of listeners around the world, perhaps you haven't considered serving on a corporate board or getting involved, but this is definitely a sign for you to check it out, get more information. And Betsy, I know we're running out of time. A couple questions. One question, just I want to, I want to make sure that People understand that the event that's coming up is also for men. Men are included. Men are very important to, um, of course, it, it was gentlemen who, the gentlemen invited us first to serve on boards and continue to be an important part of this process. So there are men who are going to be represented, and I think you already shared some of the names. But talk about how important men have been just to helping us make this happen. And then let's, I'd love to hear, I know we're almost out of time, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how people can get involved, talk about maybe some quick information on sponsors as well. Well, definitely men are part of the solution and we welcome men. Uh, every one of our panels uh, for our 30 events has at least one man. We'd like to have two, but sometimes we can't find a good one. <laughs> That's what they usually say. Gee, we can't find any qualified women to be on our, be on our corporate board. That was a big roadblock uh, way back when. But uh, delighted to have men involved. And whenever uh, I've had um, the men on our Los Angeles panel, when they leave, they say, wow, I didn't know there were so many qualified women, you know, in our, very, in our own city. It, unbelievable. Well, that's because we haven't reached out. We haven't networked enough. A lot of women haven't been talking to their 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 cousins and their chamber of commerce people or their their nonprofit. You need to be mentioning during your conversation that you intend to serve on a corporate board and you're looking for the right one for you rather than, oh, I wish I could someday or I think I am qualified. No, you intend to. Just like in your selling, like Ursula always says, always mentally, you are doing a favor for them. Right. Then why wouldn't they want you? Why wouldn't they want your your knowledge and your expertise, etc.? So, men, uh, especially those who serve on corporate boards, especially those who are your bankers, your attorneys, your CPAs, bring them to the 2020 Women on Boards event. And the um, uh, the the Commitment is very inexpensive. It's $150 a ticket that includes the global conversation as well as the local event. So it's, um, and, and for a little extra, you can attend other uh, cities throughout the country and, and the globe. And it's all happening with the big global kickoff on November 12th. And then all of the events, including Minneapolis, are between November 16th to December 4th. Beautiful. Thank you, Betsy, for being here. I know you're super busy and you're going to be heading out to another interview. I'm sure you have interviews stacked. So we appreciate your time and your willingness to be here. And just thank you for leading us all, um, definitely through this time, but bringing more women onto corporate boards. We appreciate oh, it. Thank you, Ursula. And it is a sales, you know, it's a, a, it's a, it's a study in good salespersonship. 
<laughs> because we're constantly networking, we're constantly keeping the message alive that having women on boards is a competitive advantage for a company. So your your sales tips are are helpful in everything we do, and I, I thank you as well. And thank you, Wendy. Yeah. Thank you. And Wendy, I'd love to hear from you. Talk about my my fearless, let's say my fearless co-chair, especially Wendy being um, an expert in events. You have been a phenomenal, <laughs> some phenomenal support during this time. So tell us a little bit about the event that's coming up here and anything else that you want to share about 2020 Women on Boards. Sure. Um, so the Minneapolis conversation is happening on December 3rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time. So we have about two hours to um, go through our conversation. And we will have some updates from the national group about statistics around the campaign, as well as what's happening in Minnesota specifically. And then we will um, have some time for some special speakers from our sponsors. Um, and then we'll go into our panel conversation. And we are super excited about our panel this year. We've got four great leaders here from the Twin Cities. Uh, we'll have Don Owens, who is the ch chief executive officer of Triple Tree Holdings. We have Susan Morsato, who is the former president of Insurance Solutions with United Healthcare. Uh, Medicare and Retirement Division. We have Ali Wing, who is the former Chief Consumer Officer from Bright Health. And then lastly, Sherry Edison, who is the Executive VP and General Counsel for a company in Wisconsin called Amcor. Um, and then our panel actually is going to be moderated by a gentleman named Kevin Wright. And Kevin is the Managing Partner and CEO of Eris Insights Group. And he is an expert on diversity and inclusion in the workplace. So we're super excited about the conversation that we're going to have on December 3rd. Um, after the panel, we will actually break out into small groups um, led by director coaches. So um, people can ask a lot of questions, get, get you know, some understanding around what it means to be on a corporate board and how to do it. Um, and then we will wrap up with some small group networking that will be happening at the end of our two-hour conversation. So we're super excited about this happening and um, registration is open now. So people can uh, sign on to join us on December 3rd and then also get access to the global conversation on 11-12. So. Phenomenal. Thanks for being here, Wendy, and for all your support. And for everyone, all of these details are in the show notes. So check out the website, um, get your ticket, or maybe sponsor the event as well. If you have any questions, you can email me at contact at salescoachnow.com. Happy to answer questions about 2020 women on boards. Thank you um, again, Betsy and Wendy, for being here today. I appreciate you both so much. And for everyone, our listeners all over the world, thank you as well. Make this your most epic month yet. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.